Hey there, I'm Craig Hemingway, Communications Manager for the City of Moose Jaw, and welcome to the Notorious Jawcast, the official podcast of the City of Moose Jaw, Canada's most notorious city. School's out, summer is here, and so is the City of Moose Jaw's summer playground program. We've got all the fun details and how your kids can stay active during the summer coming up on the pod. Plus, summer construction season underway. Director of Engineering Josh Mickleborough will outline projects you will see and may already have seen happening here in Moose Jaw. And now that we have some rain behind us, that should help your yard become even more beautiful. So why not enter for one of our beautification awards? Our Parks Gardener, Sarah Regent, has more on that. And of course, if you're listening to this... Before Canada Day, yes, we're approaching the Canada Day weekend and a reminder that a whole host of activities happening on Canada Day. Uh, Of course, uh, the Cosmo Centre hosting their annual Canada Day Pancake Breakfast at 8. We've got Park Art uh, happening from 10 until 4 at the Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery. Canada Day festivities also happening in Crescent Park from 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. WDM, the Western Development Museum, they've got stuff happening 1 until 4. Moose Jaw District Seniors having a barbecue and social dance starting at 5.30. And then, of course, yes, the fireworks wrapping up from Hamilton Flats at dusk on Canada Day evening. So uh, if you have a chance to celebrate Canada Day in the fine city of Moose Jaw, we encourage you to do that. And Tours of Moose Jaw on their website has the whole list of events happening on July 1st here in Moose Jaw. And then just a few days after that, of course, we're having sidewalk days in downtown Moose Jaw, July 4th through 6th. And that leads into the Saskatchewan Air Show weekend, July 6th and 7th. What a great time to be in Moose Jaw this whole uh, next week and a half or so. Uh, We will give you a special podcast next week with more details on sidewalk days and the air show as well. But uh, yes, they are coming and it's going to be great. But to start with, summer construction season is here. And so is Director of Engineering Josh Mickleborough. Josh, lots of construction already underway or completed. And some high traffic areas too, like the Snow Hut area, First Avenue Southeast and a little bit south of that. Is that ever good to have that done, you know? And uh, it feels good to be out of there. We know that it caused headaches for folks. It's a major connector. Uh, but it was a connector that was in need of being redone. You know, that's uh, obviously one of the oldest and most important connections in the city and the infrastructure there you know reflected it It was 100 years old so yeah with that paved now we're hopefully out of there for you know until the road needs to be resurfaced so the new bridge new water feeder new storm relined the sewer so we should be good so yeah it was great to have that done Uh, I think there's paving underway right now on Manitoba so another you know, kind of extension of that, but uh, there's another busy street right next to Main Street that's being paved, uh, and it's great to see that being done. It was in pretty rough shape. Yeah, for sure, and of course that was a stretch. Uh, some of that road, of course, last year that that dealt with, uh, had water main construction on it as well, so again, kind of a continuation there of yeah. making sure that high traffic street is, is looked after. Yeah, we do our best to try and address high volume roads, obviously, and then, you know, it's tough with all the cast iron we've got to make sure that you're Uh, coordinating and renewing the roads that don't have cast but trying to maintain a decent condition on the roads Um, you know when it comes to disruption we want uh, people to be uh, to be uh, cognizant of our crews and drive safely obviously and and we know that there are going to be bigger disruptions Main Street's going to be closed again here this summer uh, as will First Avenue East, so there's going to be a big block of the city in there that's that's closed, and 
people are going to have to detour around unfortunately so heads up on that um, I think as it currently sits we're kind of scheduling that for for after sidewalk days shortly after sidewalk days but uh, again just ask for people's patience and again drive safe in construction zones yeah, uh, and of course uh, the water main uh, schedule uh, coming out very, very shortly. We have released, of course, all the locations. You mentioned that piece of Main Street, which is one of them for sure. Uh, and just uh, announced uh, the contractor for phase four of water main work, KMS Construction, which also handled construction last summer. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're quite happy. We uh, went through a you know a rigorous uh, tender process with pre-qualification of contractors and we awarded to the lowest qualified bidder. Uh, so good news there, uh, you know, it's a known quantity. Um, there were other qualified contractors. Uh, KMS was the lowest bid, and again, it's nice to have a known quantity. I know that, uh, you know, it doesn't influence the outcome of the process, but I hear in the community a lot of support uh, for, for that company, uh, just because of the work that they have done here in the community and, and how they handle themselves while they're doing that work. And, of course, all this work we're talking about is, of course, uh, projects that have come through our 2019 budget uh, process and that Council has approved. And can you talk, I guess, about some of the, the numbers that are, that are going into our road work to, through the entire construction season, Josh? Yeah. Council approved another major infrastructure, you know, uh, program for this year. They've done that for a number of years, and uh, I think the commitment uh, is there long-term to really dig us out of a bit of a hole with respect to the backlog of infrastructure. Um, yeah, so certainly I think, you know, uh, we're looking at significant roadworks. Um, we talk about resurfacing, that's where you mill the surface of the road and, and then put on a fresh layer of pavement. We're looking at about 50 lane kilometers of that. Um, complete rebuild of roads, which is extremely expensive. Um, uh, but yeah, you dig down, you put in new granular material so that it's got, you know, a good firm base and structure to put the asphalt on. We're doing about five kilometers of that. Um, 30 deep repairs. So again, you see those failures with what we call alligator cracking where the pavement's all broken up. Uh, we're doing 30 locations of that. So a lot on the roadside. Sidewalks continue to be a challenge for us. You know, we kind of do what we can, where we can, and try and address, um, you know, sidewalk failures there, make sure trip hazards are, are addressed. Um, but that program's well underway too. And of course, cast iron, uh, everybody's familiar with that. You mentioned KMS, uh, they're kicking that off, uh, you know, as we speak. So again, optimistic about uh, putting in three or four kilometers of water line again this year and trying to get our brakes under control. Um, and then, yes, as far as the water system goes, water security, making sure that we can provide a reliable and safe water supply to the city, continued investment there. Um, we're in the design phases of a new uh, pump house for, that serves about two-thirds of the city. Um, that's a project that we get excited about, you know. Um, it's really setting the city up uh, for, you know, the future of the city's future uh, with respect to water supply. Um, a lot of folks will remember <clears throat> last year we completed the Buffalo Pound water transmission pipeline. So a great big, you know, diameter pipe all the way out to the water treatment plant at the lake. And uh, this year we're again in the design phases of doing the pumps and electrical upgrades required to, to um, bring that line on and fully commission it. So, 
yeah, we're operating on the old line for now. This is phase two of the project, is getting the right pumps and right electrical equipment at the water treatment plant to uh, be able to use that line. And yeah, and, and some of the things that we do every year, uh, lane painting, of course, you mentioned street sweeping, which has been going on uh, for several weeks now, of course, but I guess some reminders about, uh, and this really applies to, to all construction, right? Just please watch for our crews for the safety of yourself and the crews, right? Yeah, absolutely. So our guys are out there. Uh, we try and schedule it off peak hours to get lane painting and street sweeping done. But of course, you know, they do have to perform that work. Um, good progress on both those fronts. Uh, we've struggled a little uh, as far as summer programs go with our pothole program. Had some equipment malfunction that uh, caused some delays. We didn't quite get uh, on the potholes as quick uh, or you know do as many as we wanted to. Uh, we're getting that equipment back online now. Um, so yeah, with, with the specifics on the street sweeping and the um, lane painting, I would, yeah, just, just remind folks that, you know, they're there to provide a service. We like clean streets. We like our lines painted. Um, we post placards asking you not to park on the street. And yeah, just if you could, uh, don't park on the street. Uh, it makes everybody's job uh, doing the work a lot easier. And you end up with a better, cleaner street uh, as a result. Our thanks to Director of Engineering, Josh Mickleborough. And of course, some of those new roads that have been paved this summer will get you to our city parks just in time for the summer playground program, a wonderful way to keep your kids active throughout the summer in Moose Jaw. Recreation Services Manager Scott Osmachenko has more. Scott, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Great to well, be here. here. Well, here we are, uh, end of June, end of school, and on the cusp of beginning the City Moose Jaw's annual playground program. First off, Scott, I guess take us into what goes into preparing to do the City of Moose Jaw's playground program, hiring and all those sorts of things. For sure, yeah. So actually we started back on May 25th. We had a what's called a Hi-Fi Play Leadership Workshop. And so all the staff uh, learned about some of the fundamentals of dealing with children's programs. So started back then, uh, the program does include 18 staff. So 18 staff were hired. We did a little bit of orientation, and now the excitement kind of builds. You know, they all everyone's going to come um, on July 2nd. Get ready for the program to start on July 3rd. And uh, you talked about certainly going through that day. I mean, if, for the people that have become the, the playground program directors, you know what. Did they have to do to, to convince us that hey, you're you're fit to be a playground right. program yeah. director? Right. Yeah. So um, the biggest aspect that we have is what's called they're basically like you know uh, they're a caring adult is what one of the one of the high five principles are. So they they show that they show enthusiasm they show uh, you know play and they really just have um, a spirit of of that they can bring with the children and plan a safe event. So um, we really look for physical activity, crafts, any type of music. So all encompassing activities that we look for in those individuals. Okay, so we've got our staff here. They're ready to go. Now, who's the playground program for? The playground program is for anyone in Moose Jaw, even if you have your you know, your cousins are coming to visit, your family's coming to visit. So anyone between the ages of 6 and 12 are more than welcome to come and participate in the program. Absolutely free of charge. All we're asking you to do is come the first day, register, you know, get some details from you so we can get a hold of you. And then from there on, yeah, everyone's ready to go for the rest of the summer. Right, so when is the first day and then and how does the program roll out across the city? Yeah, so the first day is going to be Wednesday, July 3rd. And it runs Monday through Friday uh, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we do have eight locations kind of spread out through uh, through Moose Jaw. So um, we have our two over in East End. We have the Clark Gillies right behind Roswell's Ball Diamond. We have brand new East End 
Park, which has a brand new spray park, brand new building, so we're really excited to offer that program this year. Uh, we also have our program in Sunningdale, which has been, been a staple. Then on the northwest side, we have Elgin Park, which again is a wonderful, beautiful park with with this with the spray park, the new playground, uh, West End, which isn't too far away, and then Regal Heights, which is another very popular playground. Uh, and then to round it off, that's in you know, on South Hill, we have Optimist, which is, has a, a paddling pool, and then 96. Uh, summer games which some people know as West Heath so there's kind of has two names but again that has a spray park too so those are the eight locations and they're all running concurrently all running concurrently all at the same time so yeah Monday to Friday uh, 10 to 4 okay you mentioned uh, free of charge um, and the kids of course get a, a wide variety of play and activities uh, on rainy days what happens so rainy days again all these places have indoor shacks so that usually becomes a craft day or an organizing day or a board game day. So uh, again, we are opened, the, the playground leaders are there. The spray parks might not be running, but they're still open, the doors are ready to go and we can still have some fun indoors. So beyond the day-to-day -day fun, uh, there's also some special event days built into these, aren't there? Absolutely. So as we know, children are full of ideas. They are very, very creative. So we try to harness that that energy. Uh, if they want to go swimming, they want to go maybe visit 7-Eleven, they want to just do things, they, they do have special outings that go along with. They, uh, they go for a walk within their neighborhood. Uh, so you'll notice there are fundraisers for that. So you might see at the corner of 9th, Elgin Park there might be a bake sale one day there might be another event happening on uh, you know East End as well too so they do do active fundraising so they can participate in some special events. Program was through mid-August and it all wraps up with a huge party right? Right so this year we're going back to um, to Elgin Park, we're going to have a big grand finale again. Uh, the very last day, all the parks actually come to that one location and they have a great big, you know, celebration of the of the, of the day. Uh, all 17 play leaders are there organizing all kinds of events, stations, activities, food. Um, we have lots of great sponsors that help us out with the activity and it's a great way just to end the, the summer. And that's August 15th? August 15th, Elgin Park, absolutely, yes. Okay, so we're our... So we're getting ready for Playground Program. How do we find out more information? Again, you can visit the website, musha.ca, um, or at any time, just call the Parks and Recreation Department, 306-694-4447, uh, and they can help you with the locations, times, and any other information you might have. That's our Recreation Services Manager, Scott Ozmachenko, talking about the Playground Program this summer. And of course, our parks and playgrounds and any green space, much greener, thanks to all of the rain we've had recently. And we wondered if the mini drought before that contributed to residents not wanting to enter our beautification awards. Hard to keep things real beautiful without any rain. But now that we have that moisture, we are extending the deadline to enter for a beautification award. And with more on that is our parks gardener for the city of Moose Jaw, Sarah Regent. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Uh, our city is getting prettier by the minute with you and your crew doing a whole bunch of uh, planting of flowers and 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 things through, throughout our city. Uh, but we're talking about the things that people are doing in their own homes to make their uh, aesthetics uh, beautiful, of course. And, and that ties into our beautification awards. And I think the last time you were on, we talked about the beautification awards. The entry deadline First one has come and passed, but we're extending that deadline. So can you please explain? Yes, absolutely. So we have extended the deadline. It's now end of the day on July 2nd. Um, that gives people a little more time. We think with the drought, people were a little hesitant to enter their yards. You know, the grass wasn't really coming in because it was so dry. And with the recent rains, everything has really sprung to life. Everything's looking really beautiful. So we want to give people that second chance to enter their yards. 
little more confidence that uh, your yard can look beautiful with that recent rain and you know the long weekend coming up as well so people who have been on the fence about that maybe a little more time to get that in and then be able to still enter by July 2nd. Well exactly and we thought you know with the long weekend lots of times people are out going to friends houses for barbecues and stuff it's a great opportunity to you know nudge your friends or nominate them because that is an option too you can enter your own property or you can nominate someone that you think has an excellent property we love to see that too. So what are the categories? So we have five different categories people can enter in we have best residential property which is a pretty broad category we're just looking for aesthetics and we do focus on the front yard with that one. Um, we also look at planters and or balcony so for apartments and condos where you have limited space but people still do just absolutely fabulous things with that space. We have best commercial property. We do have a lot of businesses in town that do put a ton of effort into their storefronts into whatever bit of green space they might have and we really like to recognize them for their efforts. We also have best environmentally conscious property. Um, so we're looking at a variety of things with that one, you know, ways that they've reduced their water consumption or their pesticide use. Maybe they're doing rainwater collection or composting. We look at all of those factors in the environmentally conscious category. And then finally, we have best residential edible garden. Um, so we'd just be looking at whatever portion of the yard is the edible part. I mean, it doesn't have to be exclusively like a vegetable garden. It could be an area where you have maybe some raspberries or an apple tree and maybe some, you know, lettuces tucked in with your petunias stuff like that would count for best edible as well talk about the judging process uh, so once we have all of our entries in i will make up a list for all of our different judging teams which we have volunteers uh, from the city and from our sponsors we will let everybody know ahead of time what day we're going to be coming to judge their yard and we try to give an approximate time although it, it depends as some some yards will take a bit longer to judge than others and it's hard to tell ahead of time once we have that, the judges do have a score sheet and online on mushra.ca you can actually read the rules and criteria which gives you basically an overview of what the judges are looking for and they give all of the yards a ranking. Um, we then take all those rankings in, we average it out for all of the properties, whoever has the most points wins the category and we will announce that at a city council meeting in August. Now for the edible garden piece, is there a taste test portion to the to the judging? Ah, unfortunately, no, there's not. <laughs> we won't come eat all your all your veggies and all your fruit. I was going to say that might you might be able to attract more judges for, <laughs> for that piece if yes. uh, if that were the case. Well, that sounds great. So once again, uh, entry deadline extended for beautification words to July second. How does one get an entry in? All of our sponsors have entry forms available, and our sponsors are Keon Garden Center, Cornell Landscape and Design. Emerald Custom Creation and Windmill Greenhouses. They're also available at City Hall and online at moosejaw.ca and you can submit them to City Hall in person um, by mail or you can even email recreation at moosejaw.ca. Get them in electronically and uh, we look forward to the judging and presenting the awards a little bit later on this summer. I guess a couple more quick things Sarah. Uh, we talked about the, the wonderful recent rain we have received. What has that done to uh, city beautification? projects so actually it's helped quite a bit it's helped a lot of our trees it's great it does mean um, that we're gonna have to be a little on top of mowing the next few weeks since this grass just springs right up after this kind of a rain um, but really it's great and it's great timing we've just finished up putting all our flowers in so the rain is great to help get them established looking really good 
yeah, just in time for, you know, sidewalk days, air show, people coming to town. It's really timing could not have been better. Exactly. For those sorts of things. Uh, and I guess, you know, with the rain does come the, the risk of, of more mosquitoes. I know you guys are constantly monitoring traps and those sorts of things. Yep. And so we will probably see an increase in mosquitoes over the next couple of weeks as they have a chance to, you know, hatch and become adult mosquitoes. We are continuing with our mosquito monitoring our, and our control program, so we hope to mitigate that a bit, but of course there's only so much that we can do. They're very good at finding all of the little micro puddles. <laughs> sure thing. And finally, uh, you've seen a few cases of Dutch elm disease, you say? Um, we think so, yes. We haven't received any positive results yet, but right now it is the beginning of Dutch elm disease season. So, you know, trees are just starting to show symptoms of Dutch elm disease, which is wilted leaves. Um, usually they turn a bright yellow and then go brown. Um, and usually it's in kind of a patch. It'll just be like one branch at first and then slowly spread to the rest of the tree. So if you do see any suspicious trees, please let Parks and Rec know right away. That is Sarah Region, our city parks gardener, and that will do it for the Notorious Jawcast. Again, Canada Day coming up very, very shortly. You can find the full list of uh, the day's events in Moose Jaw right now on the Tourism Moose Jaw website. And we wish you all the best and stay safe during the long weekend.